Here at Planet Money Industries, we've manufactured t-shirts, we've bought oil, we've even gone to space. But our next Planet Money series, well, let's just say a superhero is born. Coming to a podcast feed near you from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee. Hey, Robin. It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out now on February 12th, starting with the rapper Slow Tie. His new one is called Tyron. Rise and shine, let's get it. Bomber car, dickhead, bomber car, dickhead. I used to jack cars with a fillet. Speak pads one case somebody listens. And I got new books so the creds get christened. Should they glisten? Now they pitching. Who you kidding? Getting his pen and the shoes more fitting. Castle flat and a clean film team. White shoes on the mat, got new carpet. Night check suit, boy for a bargain. Got mums in my ear like a drill sergeant. They say time is money, yes, I'm buying in mind. So I never walk alone like Merseyside. Your kilo compassy size. Too many options, I can't decide. Always got smiling, crucial times. And I always run wild, can't find my tribe. I used to rock line and squat. Valo come from the eastern sides Double in till the day I die Keep double in trying to multiply Money to me like shit for a fly So I stay getting peak cause the world is mine The 45 This is Slow Tie. His new album is called Tyron. This is the opening cut from the record. It's called 45 Smoke. He's an English rapper. This is a second full-length album. And you know, Christina, when this record starts off with this first cut, it really sets the mood that this is going to be a very kind of creepy and unsettling record, and it is at times, but it ends up being so much more nuanced and layered and multidimensional than that. Absolutely, because the first half is the slow tide that we've all come to know. The sound is very much rooted in grime, punk, and 3-6 Mafia, but the second half is much more pared back as if to kind of strip himself down of that persona. And part of that is because he is responding to some criticism that he received after the 2020 NME Awards. Uh, he was accused of leering on the co-host of the evening, Catherine Ryan, and as a result, he fought with the spectator who called him a misogynist. So this album is coming after he took some time to reflect on those very events and what you end up getting is a very human response yeah i was very surprised you know the, that first half of the record like you said it's kind of sinister but then everything completely changes in the second half and there's moments that i would almost call you know like moments of tenderness we heard the opening cut 45 smoke here's a snippet of a song later in the record called push At the back of the bus, beep beep with my hat and my gloves. See me, I'm a right on drugs, do stuff, I regret, feel embarrassed tomorrow. Walk one with your on tour, first side of the yonder, far cry from a younger. Hard times make me stronger, and these drinks make me drunk, hard drugs make me fonder. Selling drugs get you. And then, even in those moments of tenderness, you know, and maybe this is my favorite thing that he does across the record, everything is still really warped and bent and disorienting. This is a bit of the closing track, it's called ADHD. Yo. Yo, okay. No, and I just wanted to say, bruv, I love you, man, and I hope you're doing well, and I miss you every day you're not around. Yeah. 
It's interesting because even though production-wise, the album is very, it's a study in contrast, he's towing this fine line between being defensive and becoming self-aware as far as lyrically speaking. The song ADHD, I think, is when he actually comes to terms with his behavior because he has that line where he's talking about trying to protect, so I project, right. deflect, and they call it self-defense. Yeah, I feel like overall that that what he wants us to take away from this record is that he's a mess, everybody's a mess, and that that's okay, and that we should embrace the mess that we are and learn from it and grow from it and, and be better. Slow Tie is the artist. His new record is called Tyron. And Christina, another album out today that we're loving is from the artist Pink Sweats. It's called Pink Planet. I could be closing you the jet If you're saying my name, just show respect See, I'ma get mine with no regrets yeah. Hey, just show me love when nothing's left yeah. Hold on. Just take your time And I promise everything will be alright hey. How about the back? That's crazy How much that whip you got cost 80 This is Pink Sweats, the album Pink Planet, the song Pink Money. (laughs) Dude's got pipes. An R&B singer originally from Philly who writes and records and performs as Pink Sweats in part because of his love of the color, but it's also a color that it speaks to his overall desire or, or mission with his music, which is to spread universal love throughout the world. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, what you have to understand, Robin, is that when he had his breakthrough hit Honesty in 2018. He was coming into the game at a time where R&B singers were either pressured to sound more like hip hop artists or they were hopping onto dance remixes. And so what the song Honesty came to represent was the vulnerability in R&B that people have known and loved for generations now. And this was particularly important because at the time, the music industry loved to say that R&B was dead. And Honesty with its millions and millions in streams came to show that that just simply wasn't true. Yeah. The themes that he gets into on this record are so interesting to me. He basically describes this utopia world that he wants us all to live in called Pink Planet, where everyone can be loved and accepted and safe. And I just love that there's this almost a complete lack of bravado on the record. Yeah, I think his aims with R&B in particular are like that big occasion music. It's music that's supposed to sound like a daydream and just really kind of focuses on love at its essence, almost at its most pure. Well, he's clearly a a sensi like me. I mean, the the cover (laughs) art for this record is a picture of him walking down a magical pink path, holding hands with a teddy bear. You know, Pink Sweats isn't the type of musician that's going to do music that screams future superstar in the way that The Weeknd's Michael Jackson take has. But I think as he's come to realize in his career so far, he doesn't need to be loud in order to make a statement. Pink Sweats is the artist. His new album is called Pink Planet. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks for having me. 
All right, from Pink Sweats, let's go to a new album out now on February 12th from a super group put together by Robert Glasper. He's calling it R&R Equals Now. This is a self-titled live album. This is R plus R equals now. The album is R plus R equals now live. Uh, and the song that we're hearing from it is called Change of Tone. Lord, the musicianship across this entire record is so astonishing. Nate Chinin of WBGO and Jazz Night in America here to talk about this one and another release out today. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. We don't do many live albums on the show, but this one is, I think, a particularly remarkable one. It was recorded during a residency that Robert Glasper had at the Blue Note in October of 2018, and and you were actually there for that residency. Yeah, I caught the first of several nights by this particular band, and you know, while it was a Glasper residency, Glasper really is kind of the first among equals in this band. Uh, you know, it also features Terrace Martin on vocoder and alto saxophone and synthesizers, Christian Scott Atunde Ajua on trumpet, Taylor McFerrin on synths, um, and sometimes on beatbox as well. Mm. Derek Hodge on electric bass and Justin Tyson on drums. And, you know, I think you said it, Robin, this this is a lot of firepower oh my um, gosh. and a lot of virtuosity. These are musicians who can bring the heat and the crackling intensity of yeah. live performance, but they can do so in a way that feels as precise as any studio recording. The, yeah, these are next level musicians and a next level performance together. And I think it's it's so easy to just sit back and marvel at the musicianship, but thematically there's a lot more going on uh, both in and behind this music as well. Yeah, you know, Glasper sort of titled this band after a quote that Nina Simone once shared about how artists have a, a sort of obligation to speak to what was happening, speak to their time. And so this is really coming out of this urgent feeling that we are living in a historic moment and artists need to speak out. And, you know, we should say that R plus R equals now, it stands for reflect, reflect and, respond. and respond. So, you know, in those two R's, we have a kind of inward turning response and an outward right. turning response, right? This is a group that is responding to the black experience, especially at this precise moment, uh, all of the tensions and all of the struggle inherent in their position. And then also the, the platform that they have as artists, you know, they want to take their visibility and use it in a, in a productive fashion. And so, so, you know, you, you get all of that in this group. There usually isn't much in the way of lyrics here. This is an instrumental group, but the intention I think is really, really clear. R plus R equals now is the group and the album R plus R equals now live. And we want to do one more album before we take a quick break. It's from Jakob Bro. It's called Uma Elmo. 
This is Jakob Bro, the album Uma Elmo, and the song we're hearing from it is called Beautiful Day. This is just another, you know, transcendent recording from the ECM label. It's kind of the exact opposite of the R plus R equals now, you know, where, I mean, that one has, yeah. you know, it's fireworks and energy movement. This one is so restrained. It's just like, it's like the music is drifting in on the fog. Yeah, well, you know, we, we said that the first R in R plus R is reflect. Right. This is this is all reflection. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's so interior. It's so beautiful. And, you know, Jakob Bro is a Danish guitarist whose previous work has sometimes been, you know, more traditional in a guitar-based drums kind of way. And on this album, he gets together with the Norwegian trumpeter Arv Henriksen, who, you know, when I think of sheer beauty of, of expression tonality-wise, mm -hmm. um, there are a few people who I trust more <laughs> to deliver yeah. just something beautiful than Arv Henriksen. And, and then the drummer Jorge Rossi, who used to be a member of the Brad Meldau trio, he's from Barcelona, also just a, a painterly musician. And so here you have three improvisers and tone colorists who are just like the, the sensitivity dial is cranked up as high as it goes, you know, just almost too ravishing the, the level of, yeah. um, of just warmth and beauty and sort of shadow. Shadow's a good word for it. I was thinking this dissonance followed by pure beauty, you know, that sort of push and pull in the songs. There's Because there's range to this record, but the shifts are very, very subtle. Yeah. Sometimes it can sound almost like this music is as subtle as like the light moving across a room, you know, yeah. as the day shifts. Yeah. But there's so much happening, you know, within that. I'm already looking forward to putting this on as a bedtime story <laughs> album for my kids <laughs> yeah. because because there's, um, like I said, there's so much detail in it, but there's also just this overwhelming feeling of calm and, yeah. and comfort, you know? I, I feel like this is a, a soul reassuring album. Jakob Bro is the artist. His really beautiful new record is called Uma Elmo. Thanks so much, Nate. My pleasure, Robin. We still have a handful of other albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, along with some other notable releases we want to mention. But first, we do need to take a short break. This message comes from our 2021 lead sponsor of NPR Music, State Farm. To celebrate their surprisingly great rates, State Farm invites you to discover the surprisingly great genre, Boston hip-hop. It's not just your everyday hip-hop with a thick Boston accent. Boston hip-hop is known for its gritty beat, DIY stages, and underground music scene. It actually got its start at Harvard and MIT's radio stations. This beat's got brains and beauty. Make sure to check out Boston Hip Hop, then check out State Farm's surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Jo explains the importance of creating a safe space for therapy. I can't tell you how many times I've had clients that say that expression, like, I've never told that to anybody. That's when I know I've made some kind of momentous move with this person. They feel safe enough to expose that part of themselves. And doing that together with somebody else can be very powerful. To get matched with a counselor within 48 hours and save 10%, go to BetterHelp.com songs. <laughs> It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton, and we're doing a quick run through the best releases out on February 12th. We start the second half of the show off with a new compilation album from Giles Peterson and Stuart Baker. It's called Cuba, Music and Revolution. 
band you're listening to right now is called Grupo Erequere, and the song is Chiquere Son. And it's just one of the bands and songs that you can hear on this vast compilation. The full title of it is called Cuba Music and Revolution Culture Clash in Havana Experiments in Latin Music, 1975 to 1985, Volume 1. And back after far too long to talk about this one is host of NPR's Alt Latino, Felix Contreras. Hey, Felix. Hey, man. What's happening, Robin? This compilation album is being released as part of a, a book that came out last fall, also called Cuba, Music and Revolution. And it is a lot. There's more than an hour and a half of music. Who and what exactly are we hearing across these two dozen or so tracks? I'm going to give you the short version, okay? Because there's so yeah. much music and there's so much, there is so much history, right? Right. And the short version is that this music comes from the 1970s and the 70s was about 10 years into the Cuban revolution. Now, before the overthrow of the government in 1959, Cuba was like a Caribbean Las Vegas. There were casinos, there was nightlife. There was also crime and decadence and that was a part of the revolutionary reaction to change things, right? Yeah. Musically, Cuban music and jazz thrived until Fidel Castro shut down just about all nightlife because they considered it decadent. So the 1960s were sort of a fallow period. The recording industry was controlled by the government. They decided who was recording and what was recording. In 2016, I did a podcast after visiting Cuba, and I called it, While the Politicians Argued, the Musicians Jammed. Because despite the embargo, there's always been a strong musical relationship between the U.S. and Cuba, even going back to the 18th century. And what you're hearing on these recordings is the 1970s manifestation of that. You hear jazz, you hear funk, you hear electric instruments, you hear all the things that the government had considered imperialist and sort of looked down upon. But these dudes flew below the radar and were able to make this amazing music that very few people have been able to hear outside of the island. Because of the trade embargo. Because of the trade embargo. Like they were not allowed to sell records here in the United States, of course, um, but uh, even in some parts of Europe. When you and I first talked about this compilation about a month or so ago, you shared just the most amazing story about how, you know, you as you mentioned, you've been to Cuba and you stood in the studio where much, if not all of this music was recorded. This was a studio that was built in the late 1940s and it was really the only studio that was equal to any of the studios here in the United States or in Latin America. It was nationalized by the Cuban government in 1964. They gave it a big bureaucratic name that was synthesized down to a gram, which was just the initials of all the words. And that studio is ground zero for Cuban music. Imagine stacks, capital in LA, Columbia, New York, any number of regional or national recording studios all in one place, man. Everybody who was anybody recorded in those studios. It was a treat to walk in. I actually cried when I walked in. Oh, bro. man. And let me tell you, if if you're questioning the state of the world, uh, listen to this music because it is it is just such a it's like the it's just a fearless, uninhibited, technicolor celebration of life. I just kept thinking, yes, life is amazing. Yes, <laughs> it, is. it is when you're listening to Cuban music, man. Uh, so good. The new compilation from Giles Peterson and Stuart Baker is called Cuba: Music and Revolution. Thanks so much, Felix. No problem, man. Thanks for having me, bro. From Cuba, let's go to Montreal and the singer Dominique Fizame. Her new album out today is called Three Little Words. I know you won't let me down. I can't tell by the vibe that's been around our house. 
This is the singer Dominique Fizame. Her new album is Three Little Words. The song we're hearing from it is called While We Wait. And like a lot of tracks on the record, it changes up quite a bit. Uh, so I want to jump ahead here to a little bit later in the track so you can hear where it goes. From WNXP in Nashville, contributor Julie Height back again this week. Hey, Julie. Hey. Dominique Fizeme, she's a singer from Montreal, and her voice, what she does with it on this record is absolutely incredible. It really is. So I was reading various pieces, and in one of them, she said that she developed her vocal sensibilities and experimented with, you know, vocal arranging and coming up with harmonies and even singing parts that we would ordinarily expect instruments to play just by using garage band, just regular old garage band and, you know, layering vocal parts. And with her trilogy, that being her study of kind of the evolution of Black American musical innovation chronologically, you know, with with this album, she's arrived at what she has talked about as her soul era album, but she is zeroing in more on, you know, a slightly earlier era of R&B and pop and doo-wop and girl groups and, you know, music that was made by vocal ensembles and tapping into the kind of joy and playfulness of those kinds of vocal arrangements. But Mm. she is zeroing in on healing and brightness and sun and joy and that sort of thing, you know. But I think to me there's also that that element of reflecting and taking it in from a distance and maybe being a little pensive about it too, you know. Well, very late in the record, she has a song that's called Healing where she reassures, you know, that everything will be okay, everything will be fine. She says that over and over again. And the more I listened to it, it sounded to me, you know, like she's trying to convince herself of that as much as us. I think you're right. You know, when you hear her sing hopeful things, when you hear her believing in the possibility of change, I can also hear her telling us that it takes nurturing it. You know, that's the way that she sings. Dominique Fizeme is the singer. Her new record is called Three Little Words. Thanks, Julie. You're welcome. We still have a couple more records that we want to play this week, but as always, there are a bunch of other notable releases out today that I that I want to be sure to mention, starting with Claude, and that's spelled C-L-A-U-D. Claude is a singer signed to Phoebe Bridger's label called Saddest Factory, and their debut full-length album is called Super Monster. Claude, the album is Super Monster. Clap your hands, say yeah. The new album from them is called New Fragility. Bob Boylan just featured it on the show earlier this week. 
Death by Unga Bunga, the band Death by Unga Bunga has a new one called Heavy Male Insecurity. Django Django, the band Django Django is back with a new one called Glowing in the Dark. Pale Waves has a new one out today called Who Am I? There's an album called Get a Good Look Part 1 out now from Sports, the band Sports, the album Get a Good Look Part 1. And Gillette Johnson, the singer Gillette Johnson, has a new one called It's a Beautiful Day and I Love You. All those albums out now on February 12th, along with these last couple of records that we want to play, starting with the singer Anika Pyle. She has a new one called Wild River. Failure 2. If I hadn't failed you, I could sleep at night. If I hadn't failed you, I wouldn't eat so much. If I hadn't failed you, I could be kind to myself. If I hadn't failed you, my heart would be soft. If I hadn't failed you, I wouldn't be here right now. If I hadn't failed you, I wouldn't fail myself. If I hadn't failed you, I wouldn't know myself. If I hadn't failed you, I couldn't be this strong. If I hadn't failed you, I wouldn't see the beauty of failure. If I hadn't failed you, how would I know I could survive it? This is Anika Pyle, the singer Anika Pyle. Her new record is called Wild River. And we actually heard two cuts there. The first was the spoken word part. That's called Failure 2. And then we heard a bit of the track that comes right after it called Blame. And here to talk about Anika Pyle and one more release out today, NPR Music's Lars Gottrich. Hey, Robin. Anika Pyle is a singer. She's originally from Colorado. This is her debut solo album. And man, it is just such a deeply, deeply moving listen. Lars, I'll let you explain what she's doing and and getting into on this record. So Anika Pyle used to be in a band called Chumped. They only put out one EP and the record, but they really left a lasting impression on me. The songs were super catchy and energetic, but at its center was this 20-something with a very old soul. But this solo album reorients Anika Pyle as a singer-songwriter. And like Kruper and Mount Erie before her, she blurs the line between mythology and highly personal poetry with like this foggy atmosphere. And she wrote this album in response to her her dad died at uh, near the end of 2019, rather suddenly. And then in the midst of dealing with that grief, the pandemic hit. And It made me think about how sometimes we push aside our personal tragedies when it seems like the whole world is on fire. Hmm. And this is a record that 
I think contends with that idea that it also makes a lot of space for not dealing with that grief, but allowing yourself to sit inside of it. And the thing that I I think I really kind of take away from Wild River is that while it's very moody and muted in its palette, Shades of Hope really brighten the corners and ask hard questions and embrace the mysteries of life and death. We played, you know, uh, one of her spoken word pieces, and she revisits that idea about failure over and over again. But the kind of important thing that she is talking about is when we fail each other or fail ourselves or fail an idea is that we're learning from it. I think some of what she says about failure on this record should be chiseled in stone and put on display somewhere. I took so many of her her thoughts and ideas to heart. You know, um, my dad died a couple of years ago, and my mom just passed away over the holidays. So this record kind of knocked the wind out of me. I, I think Anika Pyle, she really captures how weird and inconceivable it all feels. You know, this thing that's so normal and such a part of life, how unnatural in a way it feels. And I don't know, she's often very blunt. I was reminded a lot of Phil Evram uh, in the record mm. of Crow Looked at Me, the Mount Airy record, um, just how brutally intimate and honest it is at times. Phil Evram's a good reference point because I happen to know that Anika Pyle is a huge Mount Airy fan. Oh, okay. And she looks at more mundane objects to remember this life that she has had with her father. She writes a lot about highways and butterflies and restaurants and eating key lime pie. And, but these are her treasures. Really beautiful record from Anika Pyle. It's called Wild River. And Lars, let's do one more before we wrap this week's show. It's from the band, His Name is Alive. It's called Hope is a Candle. This is His Name is Alive. The album is called Hope is a Candle. Uh, And again, we actually heard a couple of tracks here. The first one, that dreamier one, is called Still. Then it goes into a cut called Halo, which is the the louder, fuzzier one. His Name is Alive is a a much-beloved band that's been together now for nearly 40 years. And Lars, this is part of a trilogy of demos and home recordings that they've been putting out. And this one really captures an important period in the band's history. So his name alive is actually just one person. His name is Warren DeFever. And the interesting about his name is alive is that they've had such a wild trajectory. This is a band that has put out records in dream pop, in noise, in psychedelic rock, 
free jazz, drone, Afropop inspired indie rock, like (laughs) folk folk music. His Name is Alive has really made every kind of music that touches Warren's heart. So Hope is a Candle kind of hits that area right before His Name is Alive got signed to 4AD Records. And so a lot of the recordings on Hope is a Candle are ideas that would be recycled or resurfaced after he would be signed to 4AD. So it's a real peek behind the curtain of what would be, but I really think that these recordings stand on their own. They're these yeah. beautiful ambient sketches that not only pull from like Brian Eno and stuff right. like that, but he was also really interested and music from around the world that is specifically that he would hear on Smithsonian Folkways compilations that would be coming out around that time. And so there are these beautiful tribal drums sometimes. There are patches of guitar noise. There are weird loops. It all kind of like comes together in this weird package. And so here's this kid, literally a teenager, who didn't know what he was doing. Right. <laughs> so you're just hearing pure creation. And that's kind of what's exciting about this. Yeah, you really hear him working through things. I I was thinking it's kind of interesting. These are taken from, you know, old cassette recordings. And I think in any other year, they'd sound very, I don't know, outside of the norm. Like, oh, these are those scratchy, rough recordings that no one was ever meant to hear. But instead, I think because of the past year, we're taken into the same intimate in-home experience we've come not really to expect, but have certainly gotten used to. Yeah, it makes me wonder if, uh, I mean, I'm sure this box set, these recordings have been kind of in the works for a while, but it, it makes me curious if like this time in quarantine, Warren just was digging back through the old tapes and was like, you know what? That sounded pretty good. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> well, if you want more, there is also a boxed edition of this home recording series out today called The Silver Thread. It has all three discs that have been put out up to now, plus a bonus fourth disc called Keep the Moon on Time. There's also a, a really nice book all about the band and music included in that set. His Name is Alive, Hope is a Candle, part of the home recording series out now on February 12th. Thanks so much, Lars. Thanks, Robin. If you want the less talk, more rock version of the program, you can hear just the songs featured on this episode in our new Music Friday playlists. Just search for NPR in Spotify or Apple Music. You can also listen on our website at npr.org slash allsongs. The best way to keep up with new music, tiny desks, and more from us is to sign up for our newsletter. We send it out once a week on Saturdays, and you can get it by going to npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Have a great weekend, be well, and treat yourself to lots of music.